What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Young Musician's Guide podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Campbell, and today I got to have a conversation with the very awesome freelance percussionist, Kevin Von Kampen. Um, Kevin and I have an interesting kind of how we met. Um, I was working for a marching band for a school that he was the, I guess, percussion slash guitar slash key he was like the auxiliary music teacher at this high school um and of course he taught the drum line at this high school and um we were working together on that project and we became fast friends and um eventually kevin kind of started doing what i was doing and, and freelancing and that's what i really like about this particular interview is we get to kind of go, it's more of a back and forth as opposed to an interview. And it's in, you know, we get to hear a lot of his insight, but it's also just like a conversation between two guys kind of in the same industry. And it's, it was one of the more fun conversations I got to have just because of that side of things. So I, I really enjoyed having this conversation and I hope you do too. Uh, warning, um, we had to have this conversation in a coffee shop. And first off, I want to thank said coffee shop. Uh, thank you so much to the Vine Baking Co. on Dale Mabry here in Tampa, Florida. Um, they were wonderful. They were very hospitable. And I couldn't be uh, more appreciative of them just kind of letting us hang out in the back and have this conversation. But just so you know, there's going to be, you know, general coffee shop noise behind us. Um, I don't think it's too much. Um, but, you know, it's there. But it was a lot of fun to have that conversation there. And uh, also, if you are in the Tampa area, I cannot suggest the Vine more, um, especially their Nutella uh, croissants. Those things are the bomb.com. But anyway, uh, other than that, uh, some things going on with the YMG podcast. So in a chance or in an opportunity to kind of rebrand, I mean, I know I've told you guys all about my things. And if you want to connect with me, checking out anything with the, you know, at AKC Youth, uh, please, you know, you're more than welcome to connect with me that way. However, the podcast now has its own Twitter account, and it is at YMG underscore podcast. There, I'm going to post some of my favorite quotes from people, updates with the podcast, um, maybe some daily motivational things, reblogging some of things from other podcasts that are musical incentive that I think you guys will like or that will help the audience in this podcast. Um, so watch out for that. So yeah, if you're interested at all in any of that, uh, please feel free to go over and check that out. Um, again, that is YMG podcast at YMG underscore podcast. That's our Twitter account. We're going to have a Facebook page probably by the next episode. Um, that thing's just still kind of in the works. And I, I meant to mention this earlier. Uh, I meant to mention this with the first podcast episode for this season. Um, but I want to give a shout out to Cupcake Lover 107 on iTunes, leaving an awesome review saying, I missed this podcast. I thought it was very beneficial learning guide, especially as an aspiring music ed major. Bring it back. Well, we did. And I hope uh, you caught on that we brought it back. And I hope you're listening now. Um, and I just want to give a shout out. Thank you so much for leaving a review. And I really appreciate it. On top of leaving reviews, of course, you can go and follow all. And of course, on top of leaving reviews, checking this out, liking, subscribing, um, all of those things are really, really important. But the most important thing you can do is share this with somebody who you think would get some benefit out of these episodes. And lastly, if you are getting a lot of value out of this and you want to help us monetarily, uh, please check out the Patreon. The link is in wherever you find this. Um, I... I really, really appreciate everybody um, who 
gives a little bit of this, not only just because it obviously it does help uh, financially and monetarily, but it also just really boosts my morale um, that, you know, pe people are getting so much value out of this that they're willing to give back. So feel free to check that out. I really appreciate it. And again, the best thing you can do is share this and give it and, and push it on to people who would find this very helpful. But anyway, uh, I'm really excited for this conversation. Here's my conversation with freelance percussionist Kevin Von Kampen. They go so fast. If you're, um, it, like the ones that come up on Facebook, and and they're like barely the price is really close to what they bought it for. So you're not saving that much money, and you have to ship it, and um, or you have to go get it from some place, and they just go so so fast. You know, so one will be for sale in Pennsylvania, and then some person in Pennsylvania will be like, oh yeah, I'll get that message yes. sent. You know, and then but you buy it new and then yeah you have to wait for it. so i there's a company called demaro that does uh, a bunch of um marimbas they do high quality they do practice marimbas and all that and they, they you have like a three-month waiting period or something like that so you put like and then you'll put in like a down payment and everything on what you need but there's a wait list for the marimba so it takes a while i feel like with us yeah. it's like no, and nothing moves quickly with tuba you it's like it's it's tubas are it's a slow slow thing i don't know what it is because even even if it's a great price people won't jump on it mm -hmm. um I, feel, I don't know um so do do you find that like your students buy rumors often or i don't think i have is there I any have need a to buy one before college i would think so the serious students if they're going to if they're trying to get down some repertoire, and if they're going to be a music major, or if they're really serious about being a full-rounded percussionist, you can only do so much at school. You can only get so much done at school. You can only have so so much of like a focused practice session at school. So I think my students who do have marimbas that they rent, Bob McCormick's such a good resource for that in town because he has a lot of personal instruments that he rents out to students, and. Um, those students have quite the advantage because they can go home and they can just play when they need to. And they can spend five minutes on an instrument and take a break and 10 minutes on an instrument and take a break and they don't have to block out this time in a noisy band room. So I think there's a definite advantage, but not enough. I mean, it not a whole ton of students have marimbas. I yeah. have a few that rent. So, all right, so let's, let's unpack, because you have a lot of irons and a lot of fires. Yes. So what are what are all the various things that you do right now? Um, my main position that is during the fall and most of the summer and during the fall is I uh, teach the drum line at USF and that includes um, writing all the parts for the drum line that they'll play. So that could be you know, 15 charts a year and then uh, organizing all the handbooks 
And then I also do a bit of work with their camps and festivals. For instance, the Drumline Summer Camp, I write, um, I write a handbook for them, and then I write uh, all the performance charts that they use. And then, but you work with high schools as well. Yeah, at the same and then, time. and then I everything that's the the rest of my day is at high schools and middle schools, and sometimes I go in and just teach a percussion class. Sometimes I do pull out lessons. Sometimes I um, am working with the drumline after school. So every school has a little bit different situation. So how does it work out to where you can do like a high school drumline and a college drumline in the same marching season? <laughs> it's um, so I. For instance, uh, I would. There was two high school drum lines and one college drum line that I was working with a lot after school, and I would have a Monday at two o'clock, and then I'd go until about five o'clock, and I'd drive up to the college drum line, and then Tuesdays I had a different high school, and I would stay at the, uh, that school all evening, and then Wednesdays I would do the same thing as Mondays, where I'd, I'd actually start at three o'clock on this day, and I'd teach until I had to leave which happened to be about rush hour, so that's the most frustrating part. <laughs> um, but then, and I, I would keep doing that thing, I, I'd stay as long as I could and I'd help out as much as I could, and on some days, if the schedule is a little different, like if I gotta go in during the school day a little bit, I would do that, but otherwise, a lot of driving. Yeah, don't, you can't, <laughs> don't get into a hurry in Hillsborough County. No. And nope. then, are you, are you doing anything, like, do you gig at all performance-wise, or? Do you play with yeah, anybody? Yeah, I, um, I play with, uh, I try to say yes to any gig that I can. So if I get a call from a little community orchestra or something like that, I'll say yes to it because I want to meet people, I want to play music. That's the reason I am doing this is so I, not only because I like teaching, but I want I want to play as much as I can. I love my instrument. So um, no gig really too small. So I play with, a, a, like for instance, I'm playing with, the Anna Maria Island concert chorus and orchestra. I'm playing with them in March. And then I'm playing a, a marimba concerto with the um, Tampa Bay uh, Symphonic Winds. And then I'm playing, there's a Florida Wind Band concert coming up. So just a, a little bit of every of anything that I can play. Just pick up Yep. from time to time. Mm -hmm. And then, so you, all right, so let's talk about the path you took to get here. So you have a bachelor's degree in ed correct and a master's degree in performance yes and so so what was the path to get you to doing what you're doing now what was like what was the thought process in getting here so i would no i mean because i do the same thing yeah you do. so like we never you never go into your you never a senior in high school and go i want to freelance teach and no. play you know that's not a thought process no because because it, it doesn't make any sense you look at it on paper and just there's always something that doesn't quite line up with it. Like that there's nowhere you can apply online to be a freelance percussionist. Yeah, you don't have you don't have a traditional sense of a job. Like you don't have like the I get paid twice every week. Like I get paid yeah. a little bit every day kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. So I was when I was a seventh grader, I got, I got, I got my my letter back from myself that I wrote um, when I was in middle school I uh, we had that whole where do you see yourself and then your teacher would send it back to you when you were a senior and I got it in the mail and I wanted to be a band director I wanted to be a I don't know if it said level but I wanted to be a band director sometime of uh, some type and uh, that went with me the whole way then I it, it made sense that I'd be an ed major I went to University of Nebraska 
and uh, that was my goal the whole time. And when I got to the end of the degree, about the time that I had to do my senior recital, I was I, I started to have the the thirst for performing. The I didn't think I was getting enough out of my, you know, out of my education degree on the playing. So it's like, okay, I need a little bit more. I need to scratch this itch a little bit. So I started looking for. Um, schools where I could get a TA, and I really wanted a TA in marching band, and uh, my parents had just moved down to Florida, so I started to look at schools in Florida, and um, University of South Florida ended up as the option where I could uh, learn a lot in areas that I didn't learn about at University of Nebraska, like for instance, avant-garde music. I didn't have really any experience with that, and USF um, had a, a bit of focus on that, and I thought that was interesting. And I also had a TA with the marching band. Um, so it was still my goal when I got done with that degree that I was gonna find a teaching job. And I did, I taught um, middle school band. I was the band orchestra, like guitar teacher at a middle school in town. And it just wasn't quite, quite the right fit. So I thought it was the school. And so I found a, a job the next year where I was a high school assistant band director and um, then I started to figure out it wasn't the job. Maybe being a band director wasn't like my calling. You know, I wanted to I wanted to teach. I wanted to be in a classroom, but band director wasn't what I wanted. So um, I started to see that there was maybe a bit of a need for people who could focus on just percussion, for instance, in our area. And I was putting out feelers all over the place to see. Um, would they? Would you have me in once, twice a week to do this? And there, uh, and then I actually I called you, and we had a bunch of long conversations about, how, like, does this life work? Like, <laughs> can I make this? Can I make this happen? And um, well, because it's scary. Because I mean, you've got you've got a, a very nice woman at home. You've got a cat to feed. Now you got two cats to feed. Yeah, it's and more you, more bellies in the got, house. Yeah, you've yeah. got responsibilities. <laughs> And so, but it is, it's, it's really nerve wracking, especially because you're going to start at nothing, essentially. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were lucky, I mean, and I think having the footing probably was kind of yeah. helped the courage, you know, the courage build up, but, you know, having the footing of USF still. Yeah. Um, and being able, which I mean, it, which is just complete, you know, it was right time, right place, because I mean, you had the graduate assistantship. Mm -hmm. They happen, and then the person who was doing your gig before you happened to leave, yeah, and so you the, were able to yeah, kind of slide the, into the it. The second year of my TA just turned into the instructor. So basically, my TA um, duties were drumline yeah. instructor. So, and then it's that that TA turned into my job. So it was a I got a year of help on it, and then it just kind of you know turned into a job that I was getting. So that it, like you said, right place, right time. And uh, also, I mean, attitudes, everything about it. Mm -hmm. Too. I mean, I'm sure if you were, if you went in there and you know your parts weren't great and you know you weren't good with the students and you you weren't doing your job, USF not would that would not have happened, right? It, it yeah. was it wasn't there was an opportunity placed in front of you and you you know seized it. You did a good job with it. I would. Yeah, and I, I uh, getting back to what you said about like the footing that uh, that was already there with, um, with me already having the job at USF. I think. I, I got to know some band directors in the area because of that, and that helped me. Um, it made it easier to reach out, and also being a band director yeah. in the county, I, I knew the names, I knew the contacts. You went to the county meetings, and mm -hmm. you, also you have a. I mean, you have something that I don't have. Where like, yeah, I, I did my music ed degree in this area, and I interned here, 
but I, I haven't had to do the job here. So, like, you know a lot of what they're going through on, like, just the semantic side of things. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that band directors are, like, and I was an assistant band director uh, at the high school, but, for instance, a high school band director is, is, like, their life is band director. Like, if, if they are... If they are married and band director, and I know this isn't everything, they are. It's kind of like band director first, husband next, yeah. and and that's not for everybody, of course. But um, it's but a busy will, job. People it, will, you know, they'll have a lot of success at really great schools, and then realize that there's not a lot of work-life balance, and either mm-hmm. and, and and like completely move what type of music mm-hmm. ed they're doing. Yeah. Um, and with, so was that, and I, you know, I remember that struggle with you because like you had. All the irons in the fire, plus you know, teaching full time, and I mean, you weren't yeah. getting home until nine, ten o'clock when some because you were at a competitive, yeah, you know, school marching wise, mm-hmm. and so I I knew because I was working with you at the school that you weren't getting home until nine or ten sometimes yeah. at night, eleven sometimes at night, not getting to sleep until midnight, yep. probably waking up at five thirty to do it all over again. Yep, and I, it was seven o'clock until you know nine or ten o'clock every day, and it really wasn't any breaks between it. So I was, during the, the fall when I was teaching marching band and I was also teaching at USF and also trying to sprinkle in lessons in between, I was teaching about 80 hours a week, every week, this, the same thing. And it, it, it wears on you. It's a, the, the band director life is a hard one. It's a difficult one, you know? And, you know, it's really great if you love it. And, and some people do and they wouldn't trade it for the world. But it wasn't quite what I wanted. So what was the, what was the thing that kept you what was the thing that what made you apprehensive about moving to a more freelance styled career um i think what what we said earlier is that it's there's there's no one track for it Mm -hmm. there's no one easy path for it it's different for everybody and it's it's scary for instance the the adult type things like how am i going to contribute to my retirement and things like that, which I didn't even think about beforehand. But luckily, my my wife's really conscious about those type of things. And I think there was also um, something that helped make me less apprehensive about it was that my wife does have a a eight to five job that is really stable. She works for the state, and she has great health insurance, for instance, and things like that. So it. Um, I didn't have to worry as much about that. So yes. that was something that was a check on the on the freelance side of things. Like, okay, I don't have to worry about that. But um, j- just the the paycheck not coming in every two weeks is a little scary. Or it was a little little more scary in the when I was thinking about it than it is now. Could you? I mean, it, you're gonna go from you know having a you know a steady mm-hmm. salary, and then when you are starting, like. Yeah. It's, it's nothing, but now I mean, and you've you've been at it. I mean, officially, you've been out of you know teaching for a school for for this academic year. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, we'll say since like May. Yeah. Right. And so we're we're not even a full calendar year. What eight months really since yeah. since you've started doing this? And I don't know about you, but about that time was when I started having to say no. Like, yeah. I mean, the studios just fill. And especially mm-hmm. if you're good at your gig and, yeah. and you're a good teacher and if you're in a good area where you can do it, which I think here in Tampa, we're, you know, we're in a metropolitan mm-hmm. area and there's no reason why not. 
And I, I, you, when we were first having our conversation, when I was calling you on those days and just picking your brain about everything, um, you, you said it in a way that, uh, that I say to people now all the time is, <clears throat> you said, we work when other people don't work. The only time that we can be teaching lessons, for instance, instance, is when kids aren't in school, basically, except for a few schools where we might be able to go in during the day. But that's not the norm. And um, the, you know, they also need their rides to the lessons. So if their parents are working, they're not getting, you know, you're never, you're not going to be doing uh, any lessons and things like that during, like between seven and five or whatever, unless it's a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another thing. You don't have your weekends free and. So, you the time, but there's only so many hours between, like, four and nine. Mm-hmm. And those spots fill up real quick. And then you work for a marching band or something like that. And then that's that, at least two nights Tuesday, a week Thursday, where that's, yep. a, that's a chunk out of there. So, you start to uh, Or if think, you play in a group regularly. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if, like, I played with a yeah. brass band, that took my Tuesday nights. Yeah. And my Sunday nights. So I was like, that's gone now. That was a decision I had to make. Yeah, and you start to think really geographically, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in this part of town at this time. What else can I do in this part of town at this time? And, um, like, for instance, there was one kid that it's like, okay, you can get a lesson on this day, and it has to be here because I am down the road at this time. And that's that's how it has to work. So it's... Um, but did, it, did you find... Because I did it, and I'm curious if you did. Did you start that way? No, I was, I, I think... Took, I took everything, and then I yeah. kind of arranged it eventually. Because yeah. the cool thing, I, I think, about working in a... We still are on an academic schedule. Yeah. Um, so we still... But I think the interesting thing is, it's like every single semester, like when summer starts, everybody's on a new schedule. When fall starts, everybody's on a new yeah. schedule. When mm-hmm. spring... So you can always kind of use those opportunities to rearrange. Like when marching band stops, you can rearrange yes. everyone around. Um, or at least that's how I've been strategic yeah. about it. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like I, um, I, I, I have some kids that I was I was at a one at this one school teaching drumline, and then I had extra time on that day where I could teach a few lessons after school, and now I, I have another drumline that I teach after that indoor uh, drumline, and now it's indoor season, so I had to switch them to another day. But it was strategic in the way that it has to be a day that I'm in South Tampa, for yeah. instance. Yeah, I have like yeah. Wednesdays are my Riverview day. Mm-hmm. Like that, if you go to that, if you go to that school out there, and you yeah. want a lesson, it has to be that day. Yeah, and there I have it worked out with uh, a majority of my lessons are on Sundays, from like a certain time in the morning. I try to give myself a time that I don't want to wake up before and give lessons. So I try to at least like be strict with the time that I want to start working on a weekend. Mm-hmm. And it gets earlier and earlier the more, the more you, you know. And then and then I try to get, make it so I'm not working too late either because my wife can only handle so much, like, rat-tat-tat in the other room. Oh, yeah, because so, you do it at your home yeah. as well. Yep, so that's the, the an, another thing that was the, the check mark for the freelance career was that we bought a house. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, uh, that w- the house had enough rooms that I could have a studio. And, uh, and then another question mark on the other side is, oh no, we have a house, how am I gonna pay for my house? How am I gonna prove my income? <laughs> you know, things like that. And the more you research, the more you realize that all that income can be proved. It's just harder to do so because it's from so many different sources. Well, you also have to be, you can't be, you can't be sketchy about it. No. Mm-hmm. Like, and no. a lot of people try that. Like, it's funny too, like a lot of parents will pay me and they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, I'll pay you in cash so you don't have to write that off. I'm like, no. 
<laughs> I, I, I show everything. Yep. Because, I mean, it's because, I don't know if you do it this way, but my bank statement is my proof of income right now. Because I input everything. And so yep. that's that's what I show. And um, I, you also turned uh, me on to Mile IQ mm -hmm. for tracking all of my mileage. And Thank you, Mile IQ, for sponsoring Mile IQ, this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's been really handy because I'm not a... I, I love doing the work and I hate doing the the paperwork side of it, you know? So, um, so uh, an app that would just kind of do it for me and then if I swipe it to the business side enough times, it will do it automatically <laughs> has been perfect. Taking that out of... Yes, I'm not bad. Yeah. I need to... I do it like once every three months. <laughs> I'll go through it, <laughs> but I, I always forget to actually... But doesn't that feel good when you have a big drive and then you see that like going into yeah. the like bank side for, yeah. Well, and it works really well too because I mean, and, and things like that, like that goes straight because I use TurboTax to do my yeah. taxes and that that app imports directly into that yeah. other app. So it works out. And so, and that's going to lead me to what I, was, I wanted to ask you is, you know, what are some things that, you know, in your music ed degree or in your music performance degree, we learn a lot of stuff that's very helpful in, in our gig. Mm -hmm. What are the things that you didn't learn in that that you've been picking up on since you've been freelancing? Well, there, I think the none of the degree tracks, performance is closer, but none of the degree tracks really prepare you for how to do the freelance lifestyle. Because especially depending on your teacher. Yeah. Like if you have a, I've noticed that like, and this is, not everyone, but I've noticed like guys who like have orchestra jobs, yeah, know how to get orchestra jobs, and then that's what they yeah. teach you how to get. And if and they don't teach you the more business mm -hmm. or entrepreneurial side of things. Yeah. Um, now, where your guy, you know, I mean, Bob McCormick is involved. I mean, he's done yeah. everything. Yes. So and I he, feel like he, still he would prepare you to do everything. And luckily, um, having a resource like Bob is like nothing else because he. Um, has been in the area for so long that he's the, the guy to call uh, or one of the guys to call so he if you tell him you're freelancing he wants to help out his students and he will you know he'll do anything for any of his students so he has a gig and he looks at his students who can take it you know he won't you know he if he can't take it or if he doesn't want to take it he passes it on to someone who can so I feel like he's one of those guys way, yeah. who like just loves the art loves the instrument yep and anything you can do to make that better yes. is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, but but the 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 business side of being a freelancer was something that I like. Maybe if I had planned on it, I could have asked more about it, or I could have taken maybe some classes to think about it. I don't know what I would have taken, but I you know you know you can you can uh, kind of mold your degree or what, for whatever you're searching towards in in a way that will help out your career. But it's again not something I was planning on doing. So I was, my resources were not classes. My resources were my friends and other like people, like professionals in the area and things like that. And you know, people like you to who are who are doing it. And you know, just I could ask any questions that I needed to. That was my resource since I hadn't, you know, I hadn't done anything to prepare myself before it in mm -hmm. college. Well, it's you know. <laughs> And I think for some people, an, an education of some sorts, be it, you know, if they took a, just a course on it or if they, you know, found the right books to read or whatever. But, like, I feel like with me, the whole baptism by fire of just, yeah. like, just, like, throwing me into the pool and learning how to swim that way 
was the best thing I could have done, but that's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and now, and now that I'm here and I've done it, like I know the things that are helpful, so I'm, you know, I'm more than happy to share them with you know people like you who are, you know. But also, there are probably things that you know now that I wish I knew. You know, and we, I mean, we see each other every Monday morning. You know, ask silly questions, mm -hmm. um, and it, it could be for anything. I mean, like you bought a home already. I'm going to be purchasing a home soon. I'm coming, you yeah. know, I'm going to, you know, talking about that proof of income and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like there were, I do feel like in the past I've been doing, I've been at this almost two years now and I feel like I've essentially earned a master's in business administration <laughs> in terms of just like the things that we've, you know, you have to learn to function yeah. and all, most of it's financial, but a lot of it is also just like the marketing side of yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and creating a brand. Um, the, the, a funny one, a funny little one about things that I didn't learn is, did, did you ever have to, did you ever have any classes where you had to make an invoice? No. No, me either. And it's, you know, you Google for a little bit, you know, the like education by Google, and then you, you figure out how to do it. But it's just those little tiny things, and enough of those little things pile up and it can get scary, you know, but yeah. You're making a lot of invoices. You know these schools that you're working for aren't just saying, "Okay, here's here's a no." They need a bill. Check, yeah, they need it. So you have to do that for yourself. You don't get your your check every two weeks for with your salary down. You know. And so, do you with your lessons? Do you have them pay you weekly? Do you have them pay you, you know, once a month? How do you work that out? Most of my lessons are weekly, which mm -hmm. works out because they're. I think weekly weekly lessons work really well with a consistent. Uh, responsible student and parent because le lessons are you know if the if the parents not involved in the lesson sometimes you know it's you, you just need that person for those rides you need the person for the keeping everything on track so um, but if you have responsible enough students and everything and parents then the the weekly payment works out pretty well mm -hmm. um, but there's some schools where like if I go and teach during the day then it's a an invoice at the end of the month, but mostly weekly. But the and and the, get the weekly lessons are uh, feel fun too, because you get the money right away. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually just I, I jokingly said that it was like like I taught I taught five lessons yesterday, mm -hmm. but only two of them actually paid me in pocket yesterday, and it was. It was weird because I was like, I felt like I just did a lot of work, and but uh, two of them pay at the beginning of the month. Yeah. And part of me loves the paying at the beginning of the month because like, oh, rent's due. Yep. So, you know, I'm getting this, I know that I have this big cash influx in the first week, but also you don't get that dopamine hit right away. And I actually, I've planned it out to where I have like a handful of students in the first of the month and then all my schools I do on the 15th. Yeah. So it, I'm essentially artificially creating a paycheck every two yeah. weeks type thing. Yeah. Um, but I do also like the the weekly, it makes me feel like I'm having some sort of progress, even though it's yeah. not any I different. Was, I had that same exact thing yesterday. I gave I gave eight lessons, and one kid paid for two weeks the week before, So and and then two kids um, forgot their check and have to pay me today when I, like, go see them um, somewhere. So, so I've... <laughs> yeah, that sounded so shady. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. I'm going to go see them somewhere and get my it, money. It wasn't like that. Uh, um, <laughs> um, with a baseball bat. <laughs> not with a baseball bat, for the record. Um, the, uh, but I was, you know, I'm, you know, feeling all good talking to my wife, like, I gave eight lessons today, but there's, uh, five lessons worth of money <laughs> sitting yeah. on the table. So that type of thing. But otherwise it does feel good to give like your money right after you do your work. 
instant gratification. And so do you, so how did you figure out, I mean, have you figured out a retirement plan type situation or anything you're doing for that? No. <laughs> but you've, I mean, it, it took me probably about a year solid yeah. before I started even thinking about how I was going to go about doing yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I had my my retirement, uh, you know, plan through working for the county. And do you maintain any of that or do they, do they pay you out or what's, what No, it's, that? it's, a, it's like a. Because I assume it's yeah. with a bank or something. It's a. 401k something yeah so and then i think i, I have a another small retirement through usf like the mandatory thing so um i i don't know if i'll be a freelancer forever mm -hmm. so uh this is and i i know this isn't what they recommend you know all the financial planners is they don't recommend taking time off from contributing to your retirement since the early years are the time when you get the you'll get the most back eventually so I know contributing early is the way to go, but that's just not in the cards for me right now. So if I kept doing the freelance thing, I'd have to figure out a good option. But there's a lot of, th I mean, and, and the point of that is, is like, there's a lot of things that you have figured out, but there's still yeah. stuff to learn. I, yeah, I, I, exactly. And one of the neatest things I think about this whole career is like, I feel like right when I figure it out, something new pops up that I want to do something different. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, I've enjoyed a lot of successes and a lot of things, but like learning new things constantly, it's, it's interesting to me. Yeah. I never, I mean, my, my YouTube search history is just full with how to. Yeah. How to do this, how to do that, how to, and like reviews on apps that'll help me financially or things like that. Yeah. Um, so I you're, think- you're not investing in Bitcoin. No, I've, I've but I'm, I, I like every, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball, you know? You, it always feels like you're too late, and then you hear about somebody who just invested like a week ago in something, and then they're, and it's like, gonna, maybe I need to do it. We're writing cryptocurrency to the bank. <laughs> but um, I think I think one of the, and this is uh, not necessarily on top of what you just asked, but I think one of the cooler parts about the freelance lifestyle is that I'm getting coffee with you right now. And it's, what time is it? It's almost 10 o'clock in the morning. It's almost 10 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, we have, we, we both had our work that we had to be there at 745, mm -hmm. you know, so we had our reason to get up in the morning, you know, because if I just had, if my reason in the morning was to get up and practice, it's real easy to hit the snooze button a few times, you know, yeah. but, you know, you, you, you schedule, I've scheduled my day so that, or my week, so every day I have something that I need to do at like 7.30, every, every day I'm somewhere before eight o'clock. And then most days I go home for a couple hours and I, I'm i up, I've already been productive. Um, so then I can choose what the, what the thing I'm gonna get done that day is. And uh, it wasn't that way as a teacher. You know, I, you have a little time off, but you, you don't really leave campus and things like that. And for me, I need, uh, I need that little bit of sunlight I need, I love, being in my car is cool because I like seeing different things throughout the day. It keeps me going. Um, and and then I can talk to, you know, people like you in the morning, <laughs> you know, yeah. over coffee, not in a dimly lit band room. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, you know, I mean, the, the day the day in, day out, it's, it's funny because when I first started this, I felt like it was... Yeah, it was so crazy how the, how the schedule worked out. And then the mm -hmm. more I've done it, the more I've done it, the more I realize that it's actually like pretty. It's actually very similar day in day out. Yeah. It's just a different similar. Ooh. It's not a go in, clock in, stay till five, leave mm -hmm. type situation. Yeah. 
Um, which being a band director isn't either. That's like go in at six, stay until nine at night. Uh, yeah. But you know, and, and having the little inner, I feel I feel like you, we I feel like the hours might seem like more or less, but the the type of work and the where you work and the how you work, like you know, I'm going, you know, we're we're in South Tampa right now. I'm going to Lutes here in a couple in like an hour. I'll be up there. I'm teaching a lesson in Odessa, and then I'm going back down to South Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I'll go home, and like I'm in all these different locations in one day, all over yeah. Hillsborough County. I'm literally as south as you can go in Hillsborough County, and as north as you can go in Hillsborough yeah. County. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm sure you feel that way too. And also, you I mean the cool thing is work. I mean, how fun is it to work with? You know, you don't. If you didn't like any of the directors, or like if you didn't like a teacher that you were working with, or you didn't like a student you were working with, you can cut ties. Like yeah. you get to choose who, mm-hmm. who your clients are. Yeah, and um, I. Where was I? Where was I going with this? I had a good point on what you said. <laughs> um, I I do really like that I have some time to recharge in the middle of the day. So I I guess the only if I was the the schedule goes a little later because you have to work when other people aren't working and if i was single i think i would like that i'd be more okay with that but um so my my wife is free in the evenings i'm uh, i have some free time in the middle of the day so we we have less time that overlaps because of that but um but otherwise i think just getting to go home and like eat food that's in my refrigerator not eat whatever I had packed or eat junk food because I forgot to pack something is nice. And um, getting to practice my instrument, you don't, as a band director, you can have the best intentions in the world, but it's really hard to find time to practice. You get tired, too. Yeah. Because you're on mm-hmm. all the time. Because uh, class after class after class, you're, you have to be super enthusiastic and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of turn on and off as yeah. our day goes on progressively. And it is hard balancing like you were saying it is balancing the the life and work perspective yeah. of it but like i made the decision i think going into the school year that i just was not going to teach on saturday yeah i just decided and part of that was usf football schedule and i wanted to go to games but a lot of it was too was like i wanted to make sure i had a, just for me i had yeah. just a day where i just didn't do anything and some people that's not what they want to do yeah um and i also like i've turned down work on thursday mornings mm-hmm. and you know, you got to find, and, and you've also got to find somebody, I mean, like, like your wife, like, you've got to find somebody who is understanding to what you're doing. Yeah. And I mean, after speaking to her too, I mean, cause I knew her when you were, you know, in the public school and I knew her after, and, you know, also knowing that I had a good bit of influence in what you were doing, I was a little nervous as to what her reaction was going to be. Um, but she seems like she's happy because you're happy here. Mm-hmm. I, and you seem exactly. to be happier yeah. in this situation, and, and and it's not that it's not because this situation's better. It was just better for you. I mean, yeah. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I agree a ton. And I've tried to, I, I I'm trying more and more. The more I talk about my experience as a band director and my experience doing this, I I, I put in all these extra disclaimers about being a band director was not for me. But you see a lot of happy band directors, you know, and I think the the biggest thing you can take out of that is you have to be aware of your, you know, how happy you are and if you're loving what you do. And if you're not, you don't have to do it for 40 years. If you went to school, uh, if you went to college to be a band director and you start it, 
and you don't love it, you don't have to do it for the rest of forever. There's other options and vice versa. If you took the performance route and uh, you're not getting the opportunities that you wanted and then you want to be uh, a band director, there's options for that. Some of the best band directors in the county or in Florida or all around didn't have their um, a degree in education. You know, so they took their alternate certification classes and they got into it. So um, I get the point that you don't have to do a job that you're not happy with. Yeah, we get, I feel like with what major you pick, we get pressured into certain majors. Depending yeah. on, you know, who your private lesson teacher yeah. is or who your band director was or music people, we get pressured into, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, a performance degree is useless. Or, no, you're too good to be an ed major. Like, you, yeah, get, you hear those things. Mm-hmm. Do what you want to do. It's your education. It's your life. And then, you know, even if you think, like, I think I've, I think I've tried, like, four careers before I got here, you know? Yeah. You know, I tr- you know, we tried other things, and, you know, I'm here, I'm happy, yeah. you know? And that's, that's the number one thing. Do, do what makes you happy, and everything yeah. else will follow suit. And I, I think the, um, you, I had, uh, when I was still in the, teaching at the high school, I heard somebody asking you uh, something about not having, like, you having a degree, and then they said, but you're not teaching. Or when are you going to start teaching? And you told them, I'm teaching every day. I'm in a classroom every day. I'm just in many classrooms. And that, that rings so true. You know, I am actually probably doing more teaching now and less. It's, it's not the administrative side of it. It's not the discipline side of it. I'm just, I go in and I teach. And it's really, it's nice because it's, um, it's really focused teaching too. It's exactly the type of teaching I want to do, not the teaching that the uh, counselor decided that we need to offer at the school. You know, I I was teaching piano classes, and um, and that's great for students who want to take piano. But I don't enjoy teaching piano classes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm teaching things that I enjoy all throughout the day. I may I don't have to follow a curriculum, so I go in and I teach the areas that I think the students need. And I love it. I'm, you know, I'm a, I think I was born to be a teacher and I just found my own unique way to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm public school teachers, I mean, God bless them, but they, you know, you, the title is teacher mm-hmm. you know, or director and you think it's going to be a lot of time on a podium mm-hmm. waving your arms and just, you know, working and that's, that's the facade. That's what you see a lot of. And yeah. that's like... 40% of the actual job. Yeah. And, you know, I like, I call it being the uncle. You know, we like, you know, when uh, when are buses going to come? I don't know. I didn't order them. I didn't have to. Do you know when we're going to be getting our t-shirts? Nope. 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 Have nothing to do with t-shirts. No, but I want a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Please order me a t-shirt. I'll let you know the size. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and like you were saying, I, I do, I feel the same way. I feel like I'm doing more pure teaching and mm-hmm. less program directing. And, and because there's, you know, a director, I mean, you think about all the, if you're curious what it's like to be a band director, it's like, look at everything that goes on in a, in a school of music at a university. Yeah. You know, you have a director, you have a conducting person, then you also have like your general music people. And then you also have like a guidance counselor. And then you also have like an administrative person. That's all one person in yep. high school. Yeah. Um, and so here, you know, I, I go in and I teach brass. That's all I work on. You teach percussion. And, like, that's what we get to do. Yeah. And the, the middle school that I was teaching at, I was the music teacher. I taught all of the things. So I would be, you know, handling 
all of the needs of a band program and all the needs of an orchestra program and and it was I learned so much from that there is things that I couldn't replace from that one year of teaching that I wouldn't say I necessarily like I didn't enjoy that year in a, like a traditional sense but I learned probably more than I ever have in my life you know but it's it, it's it's a, there's a lot in it like you said it's you're every part of that program in one person <laughs> yes yeah and for some people that's exactly where they need to be and want to be yeah and um, I don't I find more success I find more happiness coming from coming from the certain successes that I'm having in this career not only just my own personal but seeing how my students react in, in a different way well hey thank you we're running out of time thank you so much for coming on and hanging out and you know hanging out with me in a coffee shop um, sorry if things got loud folks but uh this is a cool place. Thanks for to the Vine Banking Co. for not being jerks and letting us actually hang out here um, and record this. Do you have any more advice for you know anybody who'd be looking into like you know a, a situation like ours where it's it's freelance or you're, we're kind of doing a, a plethora of things? Like what adv what advice do you have for anyone who's interested in that? Because um, there are. are you know, going into this, I had a lot of people tell me, you can't do this. It's not going to work. It's not sustainable. I still, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. It's not sustainable. What, what do you say to these people? Um, the degree description, when you're looking at colleges and the, uh, what the counselors uh, tell you you need to take are not the only options for you. But... The, all the classes you will t uh, that you will take in a degree, for instance, a music ed degree, will help you in what you're going to be doing. I, I took a degree to be a music teacher, and I, I, I'm not a band director like I was planning on being, but I learned a ton of things from that degree that I did take forward. So even though you are, uh, you're set up for a certain plan through a degree, even though you're set up for a certain track, that's not the only track that's possible. So find what you want to do, and don't don't let yourself get uh, forced into someone else's mold. Cool. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you again so thank much. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you again for hanging out for this episode of Young Musicians Guide. This time with Kevin Von Kamp. Um, this is Aaron reminding you to be happy but never satisfied. I'll see you next time.